Good morning. Welcome, everybody. Service has started. Um, Heavenly Father, I ask you to lift up this sermon, Lord, and bless up this day and bless up the kids' classes out there today, Lord, that you give us encouragement and blessings throughout the day. Bind the devil from being here and dispatch your angels to hang out with us, Lord, as we hear your word. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 I may have some competition today. So. Hopefully that door is closed. Can we see if that's closed? <laughs> Not that I mind if there's more noise. Okay, so a couple of things that... Uh, I So at this point, I'm blessed out of my socks. I get to do three church services a week at this point. So I do one here. I do one in Effingham, and I do one in North Conway. And what I've been doing is I do three different sermons. I, I don't usually stay with the same one. But for some reason, God has pressed this one upon me, and uh, uh, it really it really struck me pretty good, so I've been staying with it. So. Uh, I wanted to talk about two things in this, and one is... Um, Feeling like uh, you, whatever you've done that you're not welcome in God's life. Or that you've done something so bad that he can't possibly want to have you around. You know, you, you're just unforgiving to yourself. Even though he's forgiven us, we get unforgiving of ourselves. So we're going to talk about someone today that, that uh, had been through that. And then standing up for your beliefs. Truly standing up for what your beliefs are at all times, no matter what the cost are, right? So I'm going to talk about this guy, Stephen. Uh, it's funny, huh? It's dancing. <laughs> yeah, that just stuff. So Stephen, Stephen was this Christian guy that just really believed in Jesus. And the town that he was in really didn't believe in Jesus, and they didn't want you to believe in Jesus. And remember back... Before we were Christians, it was called the way, right? So anybody that followed the way was in trouble. Now we're going to be in trouble at some points, not in this country yet, although other countries right now, if you're a Christian, you're being martyred. So I'd rather not go through that, so I'm blessed I'm here in America right now. So this guy, Stephen, is, uh, this is what he says to the people that ain't listening to who Jesus is. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, of whom you now have become the betrayers and murderers who have received the law by the direction of angels, and have not kept it. So he, he stood right up and he said, you guys have killed everybody that's coming along, you don't believe, you don't believe who Jesus is, and you don't get it. And he's putting it right to their face. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they garnished at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and just standing at the right hand of God and said, Look, 
I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man is standing at the right hand of God. So here he is, right? Now he's blaspheming even more because he's saying that not only do I believe in Christ, the skies have opened up and I see him standing beside God, right? So now they're freaking out even more, right? Because to them, this is truly blasphemy, right? But when I try to turn this towards the things that have happened in my life is saying, hey, listen, those steps turn us to Jesus Christ. This is where we need to go. We need to be going to Jesus. The battle comes back that it's got to be of our own understanding, and it's not of our own understanding. It's about Jesus Christ, right? I know that, you know, this came to me this morning, is as a dad, I want to be the hero. As a husband, I want to be the best husband that could. I want to protect my kids. I want to protect my wife. There's only one thing. I can't protect anybody from addiction. I can't. I can't protect anybody from death. It's going to happen. I can't protect anybody from spending too much money. I can't. They're going to do what they're going to do. I can be a leader of what you should not do, but I can't stop them. God can't stop us either. Okay? He gave us free will. He can't stop us. He can place things in the way. He can place me in the way of many people and say, listen, get into church. Come see me. Let's sit down. Let's counsel. Let's go over scripture. Let me show you the way. But he can't say, I'm going to grab you and tie you to a tree and make you listen. He won't do that. We want to do it with our loved ones, but it doesn't work because we've tried. <laughs> Then they cried out in a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran to him at one accord. So they got their ears blocked. They don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear this stuff about Jesus. I don't want to hear it. And they're going at him. They're going to tackle him like a football player, right? And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. So they just grab this guy, they drag him out of the house, they bring him out to the edge of the city, and they're beating him and stoning him, right? And there's this guy there, and then they start taking off their clothes and their jackets, and they lay him down in front of this guy, Saul, who's going, yeah, good job, guys. Keep it up. This is what you need to do, right? He's just cheering them on. He's just being the guy. They want to follow him. You know, I wanted to follow what drug dealers wanted me to do. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do anything that was against what the rules were. <laughs> Any rule there was, I wanted to go the opposite way. Don't speed, I'm speeding. Park here, I'm parking over here. Don't fall on the grass, I'm smoking it. <laughs> Whatever there was, I wanted to defy, right? This guy's defiant. He's being defiant against them. Saul is standing there saying, you can't do this. My God says, you can't do this. He feels fully secure in his belief that what Stephen was doing was against his God. Full belief of this, to the point where he, he was walking in people's houses and killing them for him, right? And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, 
Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he said this, he fell asleep. So here he is. He's being persecuted for believing in Jesus. Right? Because when you believe in Jesus, everything gets all better. Right? When you believe in Jesus, that's the power to protect your family. Right? Nobody's going to touch my family. I believe in Jesus. No one's going to. My wife can't get cancer. We believe in Jesus. That's not how it works. Right? How it works is when the attack comes, we say, Father, don't hold this against them. Oh, man. You know, when I found out my kid was, was doing dope, first thing I wanted to do was go bang out drug dealers. <laughs> right? That's my job. I'm dad. I'm going to go stop all these drug deals. Right? And then I looked in the mirror and I said, the first person I got to bang out is me because I was a drug dealer. I was against some other family who was feeling now the way that I was feeling. And here I am. Here Stephen is. He's being stoned. He knows he's going to die. He knows what? He knows he's going to heaven. <laughs> Greatest gift of all. He's going to heaven. And, and Lord, don't hold this against them. Wow. If I only could do that with a piece of my life, how my life can change. And that's what he says. Just do this a little bit. Acts 8, verse 1. Now Saul was consenting to his death. He was saying, this is okay, kill him. And at that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the region of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And the devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentations over him. And for Saul, he made havoc of the church, church entering every house, dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. So he's going right to people's houses, dragging them out, throwing them in jail. Having them stoned, having them killed, crucified. Whatever's going to go for the day, that's what he was going to be part of, right? Chapter 9, verse 1. Then Saul, still breathing threats, murders against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters for the, for the synagogues to the Damascus, so that if he found anyone who were of the way whether men or women, and bring them bound to Jerusalem. This, he's on a tear, right? He's smoking mad. This guy's going to go grab everybody out of the house. He's in full belief, full belief, that he's doing this in the name of God, right? I was in full belief that I wasn't hurting anybody in my family while I was getting high. I was in total belief of what this God had possession of me. My God was getting high. That was my God. My relief was uh, a pill, a drink, right? To the point where if I was sick and needed a drink, or if I was sick and needed some drugs, if I was like Jones, and, and uh, if I just made a phone call and knew it was coming, I knew God was fixing me because even just knowing it was coming, I felt better already. So the thought of my God, drugs, alcohol, sex, violence, right? Well, if I only had a good relationship. How many times did I say that on detox? <laughs> right? And I find the love of my life in detox. Until she wanted my drugs, then that was no good, and that all ended up in a court case, right? 
I ain't sharing none of that, right? That's, what, that's the mightiness that this guy Saul had for his God. And yet Stephen was a guy who had it for his God. Here's the war, the warring of our minds, right? What God were you brought up under to believe? You know I was brought up under to believe Jesus Christ, right? I was brought up in a church till they threw me out, argued with me, did bad things to me. What happens here? Saul goes after everybody. As his journey came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said to him, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the gods. So he trembled and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city where you will be told what you must do. Then these men journeyed with him, stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one, right? So the guys that were with him could hear the voice, right? Jesus was speaking directly to them, audibly. We have the blessing. We have Jesus Christ in our hearts. We hear him in our thoughts, right? He speaks to me. He's speaking to me as, we have, as I'm preaching. He speaks to me many times. The Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Right? Have you got to the point where you've dropped to your knees and you know that there's something greater than you, and somehow you've been picked up, shooken off, and put in time out for a while somewhere? Jails, institutions. Right? God's given you the opportunity. How did I get here? How come other people are on this wall and we're not? Because God has something that he needs us to pay attention to. And you know what? One of these guys was just last week, right? Frank Roach was just last week. What a guy. He wrote this down, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I need someone to put this on the wall. It says, demons test us, but God trusts us. Man, what a statement. Demons test us. We're being tested every minute. We're being tested by a joint. We're being tested by going by a, a, a bar and, and the Satan saying, come on in, put some girl up front. Hey, I got to say hi to her, right? Next thing I know, I'm in a gym, right? I go to a meeting, I'm sitting up back, and, and you know, the guy that just happens to just scored a good bag he wants to share with me. Never shared with me anything in his life. Now he wants to share. That's Satan coming upon us, trying to drag us back into his world. We don't have to go. It all depends on who you fellowship with. Right? Who do I fellowship with? I fellowship with men of God who are staying sober. That's who I want to be with. I go to church. I listen to sermons. I do Christian music. And when I get jammed up, I talk to God, and he talks back to me. Because he can protect me if I'm willing to submit to him. Here we go. Submission. What is submission? My total belief in God, right? Who do we have here? Saul. His total belief to drag people out of the house and kill them in the name of his God. Quick 
killing people left and right with drugs, right? And better, these are all these are all drugs. This ain't no COVID wall. This is a drug wall, <laughs> right? Satan's pulling us out and dragging us out that way. Saul was doing that in the name of his God. Boom! Light comes around him. Christ speaks to his heart, and he says, I'll go. I'll go wherever you take me. Right? So, he believes in Jesus now. So now we're going to rename him. We'll call him Paul. That's his name now. Paul. Wrote a good portion of this book <laughs> in the New Testament. This guy. This guy who killed Christians. You think you've done something bad in your life that God ain't going to love you. This guy killed Christians. <laughs> and now he's going to be the leader of them. Right? So if you think you've done something that God ain't going to let you in, think about this guy. Think about this guy. And he's going to have the most perfect life you could ever have. He's going to have a castle on the side of the hill. They call it county jail. That's where he's going. <laughs> Free room and board. Right? That's what's going to happen with this guy. Right? Acts 16, verse 16. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit for fortune teller. Right? So she was a fortune teller. She could, she could see the future, right? Demons spoke to her. So he, she had this ability listening to demons. The girl followed Paul and us, so there's a crew, the apostles, right? And cried out saying, these men are servants of the Most High God. So she knows by the things that are going on and the actions of the men that she's watching that they are now serving Jesus Christ, right? She knows this by sight and by their walk, who proclaim to us the way of salvation, right? She's saying, you're going to get saved through this guy. Don't go, don't listen to this guy. You might end up in heaven through this guy. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned, turned and said to the Spirit, very important part, turned and said to the spirit. He didn't say this to the woman. He wasn't going to talk to this woman. He needed to talk to the spirit that was in this woman. Right? So even us who are saved, we have spirits pouncing upon us constantly. We just sung a song that when I feel weak, you are strong. I am I am incapable of coming here and preaching a sermon. I get destroyed from that door to this pulpit every single week. And the only thing that gets me up here is Jesus Christ. Because I don't want to be, no one wants to hear me. I'm not worthy of it. Don't you know you're no good? I don't believe that my past is forgiven. And yet Christ says, I am your good. Get up there, I'll fill your mouth. Then I can do it, right? Then I can do it. So here's Paul saying to the spirit and the woman, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. 
right? The power isn't in Paul. He doesn't say in the name of me come out of her. In the name of Jesus Christ come out of her, right? When you leave here, do you take Jesus Christ with you or do you leave him in this building? You need to take him with you. He needs to be part of your walk, your talk, and your actions. And he came out of her that, uh, that very hour. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. So guess what? Now, for his actions, Paul is getting done to him what he praised everybody doing to Stephen. <laughs> Are you willing to take that challenge on? It's coming to your local neighborhood. Right? Drag them into the marketplace to the authorities, right? Because he, he was the authority. And they brought them to the magistrate and said, These men being Jews exceedingly troubled our city, and they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. <clears throat> Here we go. This is what he was great at doing. Now it's being done to him. Right? Now it's being done to him. For what? For following Jesus Christ, for casting spirits out of bodies, changing people's lives so that they can what? Follow the way and get salvation. Right? Get salvation. We did a football field last week. We did a football field last week. Watch it. It's on our website. Right? We did a football field. And we offered the salvation prayer. And the majority of people said Right? Because Frank's life, his celebration of his life wasn't concluded the moment that his body was exited of his spirit which we call death, right, which is not, it's the beginning of his new life. As he goes to his new life, we use the body through Christ to bring others into salvation. <laughs> Everybody's crying and dying, and it don't matter, because somehow God is going to use that for him, right? I don't know how many people got saved that day, but someone did, and they're going to end up in heaven through Jesus Christ by means of Frank. <laughs> so if you think death is something that just means the end of everything, you have no clue. You have no clue how that's going to be used in your life. Just because they've now been arrested, stripped, and beaten in the streets does not mean the end of their lives has come or their work for Jesus. Well, they're incarcerated, right? We think everything stops in incarceration and in death and all those things. That's not happening here, right? That's not what's going to happen. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into the prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them in the, into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. So now they're, they're in the, the middle of the prison, dark, dank, hay on the floor. The hay's on the floor to absorb 
the vile nastiness that comes out of you. There's no fresh air in there. There's no hot showers. There's no hot meals. It's a jail like you cannot fathom, right? It's a prison. It's a, any prison beyond this point is the Taj Mahal, <laughs> right? Compared to what they were being done. For what? For believing in Jesus Christ. Would you allow that in your life? You did for another God, didn't you? You did for the God of drugs. You were willing to take that chance of going to prison, going to jail. Most of us have already been there. <laughs> for what? For the God of our dreams that gave us nothing but incarceration. They're willing to do this for Jesus. But when we come to Jesus, isn't our life going to be nothing but gravy? Isn't everything just going to be so exceptional? My kids won't be touched. My family's going to be good. Cancer can't touch me. Oh, he's a good church-going person. I don't know how he caught cancer. Because we get cancer. We're in a, a world that is crumbling. And those are the things that happen to us. It's not because God's not protecting us. And he'll use it either way. Maybe you'll be healed and, and healed in the name of Jesus and everybody goes, yes, that's what Jesus did. Or you die for him and they go, oh, Jesus, how could Jesus do this to him? Do what? Take him home to heaven? <laughs> we pray for everybody to be in heaven. Then when we go there, we, we get mad that they left. <laughs> We're fickle, fickle people. So here they are. They're sentenced to jail. They're in the innermost. But at midnight, Paul and Solus were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Now, not only are they in jail, they're in jail where they've murdered these families, Paul. He's incarcerated half the people that are in there, and he's singing songs of joy to God, and they're listening. And they're listening. Your walk is so important every day as a Christian to see what you do in the testing times. As Frank Roach said, demons are going to test us. You are going to be tested every day, every hour, every moment. And that testing is only allowed by God because he trusts us. What a statement. Demons test us, God trusts us. So as God is trusting us, right? Don't I want someone to trust me? Just trust me today. Just give me some trust today. I'll prove to you. And then guess what? I don't do what God wants me to do. I fail. Right? I pick up a drink. I pick up a cigarette. I start swearing again. I have my eyes on a woman I shouldn't have my eyes on. I do all the things that are against what God says. Listen, I've taken all that away from you. All you have to do is not do it. Right? Build a program. Says, if you don't want to drink, don't pick it up. <laughs> That's too hard. That's too complicated. Nancy Reagan said, just say no. Oh, my goodness. I can't say no. I can say yes all day long, but I can't say no. <laughs> 
What do I want to do? I want to follow Jesus Christ, even it takes me to incarceration, and incarceration, he will use my life, and death, he will use my life, and sickness, he will use my life. All those were being used by the world, by dealers, by those that wanted to use and abuse me. It was used mightily for them. Will I surrender and be used mightily by God? In every action of my life, everything, I give it all to Jesus Christ. Are you willing to do that? That's what Saul, turning into Paul, did. He submitted, he went willingly, beyond any belief that we could have, all for the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we, we thank you so much for your book so that we can have an understanding of what men went through and did and followed just to be in your name. That we don't live in this world. We're part of this world, but we don't live here. We live in heaven. We bring heaven down in us and walk it for you. If there's anybody here that would like to receive you, let this be the time, let this be the place. Just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I know you're the Son of God. Forgive me. Come into my heart and live. I want to know you. With that said, Lord, you know who said that. Touch their hearts. Touch their lives. Give them some peace throughout today so that they can go, Thank you, Lord. I know you're in me. I know you're with me. And when any storm comes about them, let them come to you and not to everything else that the world is offering. Lift us up, encourage us, and bless us throughout the day. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 Yay. Are we all?